0: Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 68 for Tuesday, July 7th. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Alex Rudy and Farbod Markazi. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm doing... I'm... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You guys this know I'm like going to ask you
0: this at the beginning of every <laughs> podcast <laughs> and you never, no, never, you're never,
1: no. never
2: prepared. We should go first.
1: I'm, I'm doing great, a little tired, I haven't been on, uh, as I mentioned to you guys, I haven't been on three podcasts in a row in a very long time, so it's kind of draining, but Fatigued. I'm, I'm excited to do this. Well, hopefully
0: yeah. you don't need to take a trip to the Coronavirus I.L. this season. Uh, that is the topic of today's episode, <laughs> what a segue, this is all things Coronavirus, <laughs> all things baseball, a lot of people are upset, a lot of people sit in the season out already, and the season doesn't even start for three weeks, we got a first wave of tests that have been going on, um, and just a lot of other discussion and conversation about the safety regulations. So it is the end of the world, as we know. Let's get started. Um, right, so well, let's start with the protocols. We'll get to other things like player responses and and all the other um, news about participation, but... Generally speaking, there is a super comprehensive coronavirus season uh, rule book, essentially, uh, which, to to name a few highlights, includes no spitting, a baseball staple, uh, no sharing equipment, um, in, this this note just says wet rag. I, I don't remember what that is. I'm going to be honest with you, and and also just <laughs> and just social distancing in general, which are all things that you as citizens should generally be doing including wet rag whatever that means you should be doing it um so yeah what do, what do you guys think are you are, is baseball just ruined with no spitting i'm wondering
1: how um tightly they're gonna enforce this i mean like i mean we we've you said spitting is a baseball staple It. i mean you could tell players not to spit but if it's just natural what like what what's going to happen if they spit i'm i'm just wondering this, this, is, this is the, i'm asking the real questions here so boring answer they
0: probably just get fined but the fun answer would be that the umpire just runs them from the game immediately even if they just slip up step out of the batter's box spit on their gloves just the umpire emphatically just a, you're out of here and then he has to he has to go home that's it Straight to think like
2: more likely they'll have to burn the entire stadium down. It's just rebuild it from scratch every time it happens.
0: With everyone in it to contain the, the virus, right?
2: Um, however, my suggestion would be to flood the stadium with bleach, a
0: Noah's Ark style. You could just and put it in the sprinklers to... instead. Why is that not part of the regulations? There we go. Fill yeah, the sprinklers with hand sanitizer.
1: Well, now Kill the grass in my stadium.
0: Yeah, grass Word. is a is a known carrier. Uh, we are we are making a lot of jokes about this. We know it's a real we know it's a real issue. We, you know, there's it's just one of those things that you can you can just imagine players just pure muscle memory, you know, accidentally take a step out or, and spit. Yeah, I, I wonder if there will be a lot of uh, a lot of things like that. Just out of out of pure habit, guys who've been doing this for years, and just have their routine. You know, share in the no sharing equipment thing is is kind of a no brainer, but it's going to change oh, some of the aesthetic things and just some of the habitual things of like not carrying other teammates' gloves out to the field, for instance, uh, between innings, yeah. it's just a common courtesy thing. Um, you know, I don't. What are what are Are there going to be Bat Boys? And I mean, aren't there like
1: no high fives and stuff too? Um, like there's this is, I mean, as you said, we're making jokes about this because as base former high school baseball players and just big baseball fans in general, this is not normal, and we understand the reasoning for it, but. I, I'm still I'm still trying to brainstorm what's gonna happen if a player accidentally spits. Yeah,
0: we're here just trying to paint a, a hypothetical picture, which you you'll get to see soon enough, and we'll see how it plays out. But right now, these are the questions that we have about
2: just how also, how awkward is it gonna be for these guys. What about like when Pablo Sandoval like tips over? Will they not be allowed to like help him back up? Like about I mean, these are important questions.
0: Wow, that was a that that was a little far that was a cheap shot right there
2: he does not look good you can't deny it no
0: this is not this is not new new news either though players are used to that
2: I, i think what's more terrifying is that like this isn't a sport in which like very little actual necessary touching is required and you have all these questions um Whereas so many other sports are not to shift the topic too much, but this is just in baseball. You know, think about the sports where literally the players are, touch each other physically constantly, like more contact sports. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least, at least in baseball, I feel like in theory, if they're all getting tested and they're in the bubble, I mean, technically, I don't feel like any single infraction this should really be spreading the disease. But as we can talk about going forward, that might be wishing for too much at this point Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's really difficult to say and that's that's been the i don't think you're straying from the topic at all i think this is the discussion is that baseball on the surface you know to a to an outside viewer is like well this is already a socially distant sport like what what's going to be different about a, a socially distant season versus a normal one it's not like soccer or basketball where you're constantly in contact with players you're defending and guarding and all these other um, differences between a a full contact sport and, and baseball but these are the things that we know are the reality as former players is just that yeah really the only shared contact that is needed is when the ball is being hit but then there's there's all these other elements of it, it's just it's just in general it goes to show like no matter what you're doing being in close proximity to people doing something very respiratory you can say like oh base, baseball players don't do anything anyway or oh, whatever you know they are they're playing a sport and it in coronavirus is like at least partially an, an airborne transmitted thing it's not it's, it's not like we're in the clear by any means, even even if all these precautions are taken as, you know, with the utmost care and done to the T. Um, in terms of protocols, is there anything else that we really wanted to mention? I guess another one is no shared uh, rosin bag. Oh, I just remembered what, re- what wet rag meant. Uh, it, it's just a replacement for for pitchers who lick their fingers to uh, get grip on the ball. And already a disgusting practice is obviously a no-go. I saw one picture season.
2: said that he uses his armpit instead of it, yeah. so it wasn't a problem for him.
0: Yes, very gross. That was uh, Brent Suter from the Brewers, I think it was, who is a, a pretty well-renowned, smart baseball player. He, I think he was a, a former Harvard man um, and – was like, oh, I don't know,
2: he's... Clearly on teaching personal hygiene at Harvard.
0: Maybe, maybe it's, he's so smart that he, he graduated from spit long before it was necessary. Do you think of it that way? true. Uh-huh. You're right. You're right. Yes. But no shared rosin bags uh, is another one, I guess, that was implied. I'm wondering if, uh, if pitchers are just going to carry a little thing of hand sanitizer out to the mound with them instead like their own little thing in their back pocket, instead of grabbing a little yeah. rosin, you just rub some hand sanitizer on. can double as some pine tar substitute.
2: Uh-huh. How many players really actually need to moisten their hands while they're pitching? Is that actually that common? It is really common. I, I'm
0: curious Honestly, as well. You know, I wonder if anybody's collected data on this.
2: As, and or the rosin bag could also be applied to, but... In all honesty, this the, the spitting thing, or licking your fingers—that was always disgusting. You no, know? like yes. when did that? I don't think anything changed that made that suddenly like unacceptable. Why was that? I feel like that should never have been condoned. It was just—it
0: was just baseball, you know. It was it's good old fashioned baseball where people yeah. used to spit on balls, to to make them spin a certain way, and uh, that was only outlawed because a guy died, right? Or and they spitting and rubbing mud all over the baseball became illegal because it got so hard to see and then some dude got beamed in the head and they're like, Alright, stop spitting and rubbing stuff on this ball. That's to my knowledge how that how that went down. Bob invented, invented spitting on the know. baseball. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably goes back even further, if I were to guess. Could you imagine uh, just, just for a I moment? A this doesn't have a whole lot to do with coronavirus, but could you just imagine any other sports players spitting on the ball and it being well in an the okay NBA?
2: They do get like their mouth guards while they play, and then they like put them back in, which I always thought was beyond disgusting. Like Seth Curry will take out his mouth guard, call or play, and put it back in, and like shoot the three. It's like you just what like stop it. <laughs> I don't want it.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's true. In practice, just as disgusting. But visually, just imagine how disgusting it would be to see a player just spit on the basketball before taking a shot, or a quarterback spitting on the football right right when he gets it, or something dumb like that, you know? Just be very strange.
2: True. All right. Well, I think we, agree. I think we brought that. To conclusion, very well. Let's we, move on. we did
0: it, guys. All right, uh, let's let's talk about players' responses because they are important. They are the ones who are out there playing the game, and they what they say wait, really what? matters more than than others because it's their lives that are being affected most.
2: So, wait, I was told the owners were out there playing the game, between their lives. When did you find out the players are doing it?
1: No the owners are just making money you see this is
0: this is the kind of inside, this problem. is the kind of inside information that only only uh baseball players know about is that it is in fact baseball players contrary to popular belief that are out on the field um, entertaining the fans but Rudy, if you want to go ahead and dive into some quotes from we have a, we have quotes from a few players uh, that we'll elaborate on, but if you want to start.
2: Yes, so I thought it was really interesting how Sean Doolittle had yet another epic Twitter rant, as usual, um, emphasizing just how bad the country is right now. So, do you want me to read the quotes verbatim? Sure,
0: we we, we, we can spare
2: the time. Okay, we're not going anywhere. We're trying to bring baseball back during a pandemic that's killed 130,000 people, Doolittle said. We're way worse off as a country than we were in March when we shut this whole thing down. And, like, look where the other developed countries are in their response to this. We haven't done any of the other things that other countries have done to bring sports back. Sports are, like, a reward of, of a functioning society. And we're trying to do, just bring it back, even though we've taken another steps to supply in the curve. I thought um, that last part, especially, is, like... Um, it being a reward is really poignant. I haven't, like, considered, like, that so, like, matter-of-fact. I think we've been talking about this whole time on and off the of pod how um, sports, um, from the very beginning, people also just in the business in, in general and, and media, and in addition, have been just talking about how sports is not an essential business. And I think um, Julio puts it even more poignantly that way. Like, sports is, like, you know, like entertainment it is, that is a reward. And if society isn't working properly, like, it shouldn't really be a priority. There's a lot to be said there. Now, obviously, if you're in the semantical debate of business versus reward, I guess you can we can have that. But I really thought it was an interesting um, way that he phrased it that really struck me beforehand.
0: Yeah, and I think the important thing to point out here is that he's not saying that sports are a reward for society because that really, in practice and in everything else, isn't true. He's just saying he's just using this this example. Sports are like, like a, like a reward, and in, in that, you know, there there are certain things that must be done to make them possible, right? And to to be able to attain this this thing that that we really like to have, um, and that's not to say that. Um, just because it, just because our country isn't doing well doesn't mean that baseball shouldn't be that there's other more important things that baseball shouldn't be taking steps and looking at at what's possible to to get back to action um, because this exists as an entity and that's that's what they should be doing they should be working as hard as they can um, players association and major league baseball and we've talked about before that they're really not, in, in reality, not doing a great job of doing everything they can to, to bring it back safely
2: and to meet these, these prerequisites. I disagree with you. I think he is saying that. I, I think I disagree with your interpretation. Yeah,
0: I think the inter... Well, what yeah. I'm saying is that, you know, baseball is not the priority, correct? But everybody involved in Major League Baseball, all the players, all the, the owners, everybody that works in this game... Really, you know, what, what else are they supposed to do other than come up, do everything they can to come up with a safe way to, to bring it back to the people in the safe, it, it, within, the, within the, the requirements of just public safety? Right? It's, not, it, it's not that they it can, it's not hurt. that even if baseball could be done safely in some way, but the rest of the society was still struggling, that it shouldn't be brought back.
1: Well, if you're phrasing it in the only the form of public safety it wouldn't have been just better if baseball chose not to come back and try to use its platform to in, instead of like putting its players in those positions, let's not come back let's do what we can to, to fix it in our own communities and you know, use our platform to fix it as much as we can. So that's what's interesting there as well. And
0: I between the three of us we'd had a similar discussion when it came to the NBA who their discussions of resuming their their playoffs and their season were happening before baseball's even. And there was a lot of talk about and actually this is more in response to black lives matter and racial problems that um that were had in NBA players not feeling comfortable or willing it, not this isn't a, this is a really small minority of players who had um, spoken out. I think Kyrie Irving was leading this discussion in that they they said that they do not want to play when this this very sensitive and, and really important issue is is at the is in the spotlight in the country. Like they wanna they say that the NBA should not happen when this is when this is happening. But as you say, this is a really powerful platform where if they are playing, if if players are are, you know, active in, in doing what they can, that is that is more powerful than, than just saying, you know, like, you know, we can't do it. Sorry. Them being a beacon and using the platform they have to inspire the right message really I feel the I like right message that like you know we have to do what we can to to take care of ourselves and take care of each other then that's that's different
1: than, i only disagree with you in that i feel like because we had this conversation like you said and i brought that up where i think um and obviously this is a baseball podcast but i think the nba could use that platform for um to create change and pr- promote the vote but i think promoting the vote and um the black lives matter movement is obviously clearly a different like a different thing to um that the nba is trying to use their platform for than public health and sure. player safety and i i do think that i mean it does say a lot when you see people all over social media saying, Mike Trout's, uh, I don't know, Buster Posey's wearing a full catcher's gear, going through workouts, he's wearing a mask. Mike Trout's um, running, running, running the bases, doing his workouts, wearing a mask, why don't you? And I think that does resonate with some people, but I think if you're just trying to make the argument of yeah. using the platform to create change for coronavirus, I don't think that's as effective as when we had that discussion about why the NBA should use their platform to create change.
0: I agree it's not the same, but just yeah. in terms of the the weight it has and strictly being treated as a reward for society functioning well, that's that's the main point that I bring up there. Um, the rest of this discussion that we're going to have will relate back to this one way or another because a lot of it is does simply just come down to How safe do do we think and do these players
2: think it is, really? I want to emphasize that point because I do think Duel's comments um, mean one thing maybe in the vacuum, but in the context of the reality of the current situation on the ground in these camps, um, they take on a whole new meaning. You know, with Samarja criticizing the owners um, basically for putting the players at risk um the exact quote being, I wouldn't put the carrot before the horse. I think we've seen from the owners, they're not afraid to put anyone at risk, especially if it makes them money. That's referencing to multiple teams, um, the Yankees, the Rangers, um, feel free to fill in anyone that's missing. I think the Astros, I could be wrong on that one, but multiple for sure. Um, pushing the idea, the Red Sox pushing the idea of having fans of the games at some point in the season, which um, I really think we should stop at some point and discuss that because – I really have a lot to say on that issue. Um, but then just to finish the previous conversation, um, you know, Chris Bryant dismayed that uh, how he wanted to play this year because he felt he would be safe and comfortable given the proposals. Um, you know, the NLB's proposal for these safety measures was famously stringent and overly detailed and complex. Um, and yet, like Bryant says, they can't nail the easy part right now which is just the players' individual camps getting tested effectively. Um, and then Trout finally just saying how I don't get why you can leave your hotel room on the road. I don't understand that. I mean, the fact of the matter is, and why we need these comments up in, in response to Doolittle is that it really seems like, to me, I, I, that's why I think of a reward, because it's like you're trying to push this like reward And in a sense that really the the proper work hasn't been done to deserve the reward really for everyone is to play and earn the benefits of it but even so strictly as in the proper organization and logistics to keep the players safe themselves let alone those those resources being taken away from us as a society or their appropriateness that isn't being done and obviously there's going to be mistakes in this process in terms of testing and preventing cases and um quarantining active cases and all those things and i get that but there is some there's a question to be had when people's lives are already at risk are those mistakes even acceptable in my opinion they're not seeing how all these sports not just the mlb but the mls the nba are really struggling to come back right now i, I think that's personally i i'm someone who's probably changed the opinion i think it's unacceptable i mean freddie freeman reading the quotes about how sick he he is, once again, is another example of someone who's as healthy as anyone can't be, this disease is, he's not doing well. And I I don't blame any player that thinks that's unacceptable because in my opinion, that isn't. And you can go on some weird labor laws that, you know, you don't deserve to get paid if you don't play, which is fine. if that's a, you know, so that's fine if they don't, they don't get paid if they don't play it, but I can't blame any player for not wanting to take these risks because the, the leagues are not protecting them. I mean, not to broaden the scope of this debate too much, um, and I'll stop ranting, but you know, the MLS, a whole team dropped out of their tournament, um, their startup tournament, FC Dallas, because they had so many cases. The NBA, seven teams shut down their practices at their facilities before the to Orlando because the amount of cases developing. How anyone thinks that's acceptable blows my mind. So they're just stalling the inevitable because they don't want to believe the truth, which is the fact that they're putting the players' lives at risk for the financial gain. And you know what? The financial gain is a lot of freaking money, so I get it, and sports is a business. But that doesn't make it any more morally uh, acceptable. It's just still porn. I think people just, I think we just need to face the facts that the money is speaking louder, and last thing I'll say is I think the, the the to circle it back to the owners what I was talking about their hypo- hypocrisy that the entire labor debate the entire thing that destroyed baseball's public reputation was all about letting fans back in essentially when you break it down because the owners claim that the original agreement did not stipulate no fans being allowed back in um and they end up basically with that agreement so the owners basically lied for how many months that was two three months um baseball could have been way more prepared to come back and for nothing, just a lot. They'd be, they were just were dishonest and deceive the public and they're going to get away with it. And why anyone thinks that's acceptable behavior. Um, it just shows you where the power really stands in sports and how the control the leagues and the owners really have over the perception of the games is way more immense than I don't think I ever realized. And, you know, honestly, there's some really interesting parallels between that and other things going on in our country that we don't get into on this podcast. But uh, it's I think it's terrifying. And go ahead, tell me what you guys think of any unpacking I, that if you want.
1: Oh, I'm I'm gonna do my best. I'm not gonna try to actually unpack all of that, but I want to kind of pay you back off of it. And basically, like, kind of based off of what Chris Bryant said, and I want to touch on what Trout said, um, but with Chris Bryant, it, I, I feel that one probably, I relate to that one probably the most, Not obviously not being a player in that situation, but I feel like as a fan, we went through all, all of these conversations, as Rudy said, that when baseball just ruined its public reputation, we were under the understanding that, oh, baseball's coming back, they have these plans. Every day, I'm growing less and less optimistic that even if the COVID numbers in this country don't spike more, I'm growing less and less optimistic that there's going to be baseball come July 23rd or 24th, just because every day, I feel like... I mean, obviously, there's going to be problems. There's going to be mistakes being made. This is an unprecedented situation. But sometimes... I mean, I'm not in the situation. I'm not in the position, or breath of. I don't have the breath of understanding. Um, the people who are in these who are in these situations of saying, "What's the point?" Like, are are you doing more harm or good for your sport right now? Um, trying to p- pull off a 60 game season in the worst pandemic, um, in modern history, battling uh, health, uh, battling battling public health, uh. Your player's health, like all that stuff. like, at some point, I want to see either genuine progress being made towards fixing what's going on with baseball um, approaching season, or I want to see them say, "We we care more about using this platform for, our, and we care more about our player's health than." The TV money and the having the season that we're, we wanted to have for sixty games. Um, on Trout's point, there's a couple different players who are in the in a similar boat as Trout. Um, Trout's wife is due in August, and there's obviously the Angels. Myself being an Angel fan, we want to see my Trout play, but at the same time. This guy, uh, he he literally came out and said, "My doctor told me I will not be able to see my baby for f- fourteen days if I come down with like, with, uh, with the coronavirus or show like significant symptoms of it." How uh, newborn? Uh, this is a significant step of any person's life, let alone a major leader. Um That that, I don't blame anyone who's not sure. If they want to play, or who doesn't feel they're safe, just, I definitely don't blame Trout and players like Garrett Cole, who are in the situation where Garrett Cole and his wife just had a baby, um, who are in the situation where they don't know if they want to play baseball because their family's growing, and they this is an incredible milestone for them, and they rightfully prioritize their these these their family and the health of themselves and their family over. 60 games of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it is, it is disheartening to see the intentions and the execution that has been done by Major League Baseball really running in parallel to how the rest of this country has been responding to it. Um, you know, as, as, a, as a huge fan of the sport, I, I wanted to see Major League Baseball do better in responding to health concerns and and just trying their best to put people before financial incentives and it's really hard like rudy said as as a business i understand that the trade-offs are not always so black and white um but it really to it shouldn't be for anybody. It is really unacceptable to have players feeling the way they do with regards to how safe they feel playing their sport. With with doing anything, whether you're going back to an office, right? It's it. You have to feel safe accomplishing whatever work it is you're doing. And I will say that in response to more of just how how chris you know chris bryant really talks a lot about how he he was he was really hoping that he would feel safe by this point in the year and he and he doesn't and it's not just because of where our country is and in the, in the numbers there it's because of the poor execution in creating safety protocols and and taking the necessary steps to try to get baseball back in the field it, it, it all comes back that's why I say it goes back to this this original discussion that we're having like does does society deserve to have sports in this case you know I don't, I don't think that's that's necessarily the issue the issue really does come down to is MLB doing enough to make this to make this safe and something that I will commend um, you mentioned other baseball teams and other sports teams doing this is pulling back when things are unsafe because it's so easy at this point to look out there and say, you know, we did our time. If you take that perspective, you are going to struggle. Like we are struggling right now. If you take that perspective, like we quarantined, we did all we could and, and, oh, well, it didn't work. Well, first of all, we didn't really do a good job of even following very simple health guidelines to, like, make things easier um, in terms of recovery. We were really ambitious in, in coming back. Um, I'm not saying baseball more so than, than other things, and I know that different, different states and different legislations handle it differently. Um, but overall, I would say pretty ambitious with, with, how, the, uh, with how the reopenings happened. And now we see, we see the effects. And the, the worst thing about everything else outside of sports is that there is such reservations about closing down again because that was, that was the number one thing that everybody wanted to avoid, but they still pushed the envelope, and guess what? It broke. So you really do have to pull back again. That's the reality. People don't really see it that way all the time, and it's we, good that that certain that certain teams are canceling their practices. You know, like, hey, we have a lot of positive cases. We just can't. We can't do this. Sorry, or players saying, you know, I don't feel comfortable, not doing this. Sorry. I mean, like entire, you said, an entire team pulling back. Like, sorry. And, I, and the what I really hope to see is that if if it does get to a point, um, I don't. I'm not fully up to speed on if the the NBA or. The MLS is going to do any um, like scheduling delays to to their timetables um, based on what's going on or you know the results of their players, but they can't be afraid to pull back and shut it down if things get even worse than they are right now.
2: Yeah, I think I think what you just hit on is really good point because I, what concerns me is I think like people see like one precaution being broken and that they think that frees them to break all of them to some degree it's like a domino effect it's like well we aren't doing this precaution so we might as well just not do any of the precautions and just say screw it and put it on the edge and I just I don't see why that's acceptable I, th- I I wasn't sure what you exactly I think in my best interest the black and white uh analogy you said but I, in my opinion this stuff is 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 black and white and I, I i do think that um you know it's interesting you compared um uh, baseball to like an other bit and you know a normal business and it being a reward. i i just think sports has the capability to really last and definitely um it's really funded um by billionaires that have independent wealth there's really no reason except for greed that the owners can't just pay for the payrolls for this season and restart next year and plan for that um just like there's no reason that the rights holders to the media deals can't front the money for this season um and make it up down the line it's all just driven by greed i'm not trying to get like. Totally political or cynical on this, but I I, I do think there's a really the the sheer greed of the whole system. I really think is being highlighted. Um, and I guess you know someone on the other side would always tell me, well, the players so greedy that they won't give up more than money. And I and I I think that is I just want to say just to be clear, I think that is a mute comparison that makes no sense. Um, and if that's how you feel about like Weber, then I don't know what the discussion is to be had because. At the end of the day, it's not Mike Trout's job to fund the minor league payroll of the Angels. You know that he doesn't own the team, but it, if they, you know, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that if you want to have the freaking titles and pompous and swag of being the owner of the team, shouldn't you also have the duty to support the sport in its need and its time? I mean, I just don't, I just don't get it. Why do you get away? With profiting off of the the people's joy and love for this in every possible way, with without giving up anything in return, why is that considered acceptable? I'm not trying mm-hmm. to like start the communist revolution of baseball, but does that strike no one else as distressing? It does. Like, why is the owners not held to a higher standard with all this? I don't understand it.
0: They they definitely should be. And I think the real important thing to to remember too is that yes, the the owners are the the financial support system, or at least they should be for for the sport. But really, sports thrive because of us. They thrive because of our interest and our love and our unwavering attention and. And how fixated we become on them because that's that's really all all it comes down to right that's that's what they're vying for it, it comes it comes down to us um, and the owners have done a reasonable job of staving off fans and, and making themselves look decent but it really is going to come down to how how the fan response is and if there's anything that, like, comes out of this, um, you know, it's it's got to be – it's it's going to come down to a, to a lot of factors, but it's – the owners can do more, but it's definitely not solely up to them. They will respond based on what we do.
2: Um, I I want to say – Why should that be how it works? I don't, don't – It think just that's is. It's not acceptable it, it, circumstances. It is. You,
0: you really hope that the owners – of these teams are, are fans of the sport and are doing this for the good of the game. It just simply isn't that way right now. But what I am saying is that business or not, or business or just doing the right thing, one way or another, it's going to come down to how this, this fan base responds. It'll force, it'll force them to do
2: something. Then we have no hope.
0: It's it's yeah it's not great to to put faith in people, but that's it's kind of the reality of it. You can't just throw new owners in there. I'm Mark. Cuban. Sorry, yeah we we can hold we can hold owners to higher standards. We should. That's what it's going to take. We just don't at the moment. So um, that's where we are. And I do want to say just one last or at, at my last bit about this this coronavirus thing is that you know in my head. I do see it as possible that sports can can happen independently be of of how of how bad things are run at a legislative level. I think if there are more precautions that are taken into ensuring that this system is a closed system, I know on paper we've we've discussed it before. You know, putting everybody in the same hotel and having single site like there's there's a lot of impracticality there. But I think there's a there can be a lot more to be done to keep this system closed and keep people safe. And having there's, having there's fans a- having fans a- at games <laughs> being an option is not part of that equation at all right now. Absolutely, let's, let's that's the that biggest problem. That, that's that, that's just an obvious. It's just the biggest not. problem. That's the easiest yeah. example I can point out, but I do think that it can be done properly. Hundred percent, independent of how it's, it's terrible not, the rest of the numbers
1: are. It's not being yeah. done properly now. It is not. It's, <laughs> there's opportunities to do it, and like I said when I was talking, this you like you can place a lot of blame on the MLB and how they've handled it. This, but also, I mean, I think I said it. Rudy said it too. This isn't something that anyone was necessarily like prepared on making a situation for. So there are going to be stuff that's handled incorrectly, but there's just so much that's going wrong that there needs to be better execution. If, there, if the MLB finds the better execution, sports
2: and baseball can definitely happen. Can I, can I ask one last thing and then we can finally stop on this for now? I, I do have yeah. to say, because I'm always... I. And too biased maybe on the player side at times a critic a critic, um, a critic might say did they not read the proposal before they agreed to it for like Mike trout for example like they had like four months to say that no one should leave, be allowed to leave the hotel i mean I, i'm just saying like i feel like they, the, they the, that specifically is partly partly they deserve some criticism for not Better um, watching their own back to some degree. I mean, that's unfortunately the case. No one else is watching it for them, so that, well, that is I'm, one thing. Like
1: to like just to counteract that because I, I do agree with you, but just to um, counteract that, I feel like at the time players had different fights to fight and different bigger fish to fry, and different uh, different things that they had to back themselves, like back the players and the and their fellow players and their teammates on. Against the MLB, rather, rather than just like safe rather than the safety precautions, once the um, season was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um, I think I think that's a decent place for us to to wrap up the discussion for now. Uh, we we're definitely curious to to hear what you have to to say about how this season is is progressing so far or how their prospects are looking. So, if you if you do want to share your thoughts, you can share those with us on social media at BeatTheShiftBP, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or just in the comments. And you know, uh, one last thing that um, I that will say too just before we we end off here is that it really sucks we didn't really talk about the the full list of positive tests and people who are not participating in the season to this point, but with guys like Felix Hernandez and Ryan Zimmerman, among those who have opted out, those two really are potentially looking at an abrupt end to their careers, and that's really unfortunate. Like, hopefully not, but at their age, and seeing how difficult it is to get baseball up and running again, this would be a really unfortunate way for these all-time great players to end their careers. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. Really pushed it to ending on a downer note there. Um, but we will have some brighter subject matter for you in future podcasts, we promise. We felt this is really important to talk about. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Like like I said, let us know what you think um, on social media. And also, if you're still here, thank you very much for sticking with us. Uh, if you enjoyed it, rate comment and subscribe to our podcast. And check out our website, beattheShiftbaseball.com, has all our podcasts, has some articles and everything else. So that is where you can find everything. Alright. That is it for today. Thanks everybody. One last time. As always, forbode. Peace.